everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 83 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with Justin Rosario. Justin, how are you? Ah, awesome. So this week, we have the extraordinary update on the UAP hearing. Uh, we have Elon Musk's renaming of Twitter. Good God. <laughs> we have new charges for Trump. Ah. Uh, surprise, surprise. Also, uh, an update on the Hunter Biden story and why the White House and the Democrats are not the same in how they treat potential criminals in their family. Mitch McConnell has a mini stroke on camera. We can talk, talk about that. We're going to be talking about Republicans. Apparently, we're going to have impeachment hearings soon. Joe Biden, the criminal president, is going to be impeached. Florida, the return of leprosy to Florida. No, that's not a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said fascist. it wasn't a joke. Uh, it's not a joke. We have the fascists of the week. Uh, we have a ray of hope where Justin shaves his legs. No, that's not a joke either. And then in the emergency meeting podcast, we're going to be talking about Myself on acid, uh, hallucinating aliens. Um, only half of that is true. I haven't hallucinated on acid. But I have hallucinated on something else, and there are aliens involved. So we're going to be talking about that in the emergency meeting. It's it's relevant because, obviously, this podcast is going to be slight, somewhat alien-themed. Um, speaking of which... This is, uh, we're in the X-Files segment of the podcast now. It's talking about the UAP hearings this week. So some of you have been paying attention to this. Uh, many people I know think the whole thing is a joke and a fraud. And I get that. I totally understand that. But it was quite extraordinary. Um, some of the testimony we heard this week in Congress, this, this is from NPR. Uh, three military veterans testified in Congress. Congress's highly anticipated hearing on UFOs Wednesday, including a former Air Force intelligence officer who claimed the US government was has operated a secret multi-decade reverse engineering program of recovered vessels. He also said the US has recovered non-human biologics from alleged crash sites. But while the topic of little green men did come up, much of the discussion centered on improving processes for reporting unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs, the military term for UFOs. There are also calls to remove the stigma for aviators who report UAP sightings and to ensure oversight of government programs that investigate them. Um, we have retired Major General David Grush, who went, far, went from being part of the Pentagon's UAP task force to becoming a whistleblower told the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee that he had been denied access to some government UFO programs, but that he knows the exact locations of UAPs in US possession. So I watched the hearings and it was, I mean, kind of mind-blowing because you have this guy speaking to, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to Jamie Raskin, uh, to other members of Congress. We had some of the, the, the magazine there. We had Matt Gates and Tim Burchett. Uh, as well, 
asking you know asking good questions actually of these of these people and the testimony was at least in my view very compelling uh, i want to play you a couple of clips justin and to get your uh, your reaction Go for it. yeah <laughs> how legitimate you think this is I stated earlier do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft as i've stated publicly already in my news nation interview uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries yeah um were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Okay, so a skiff, for people who don't know what a skiff is, a skiff is a room, an, an audio-proof room where... Until you can give um, evidence to members of Congress or whoever it is without fear of being recorded. You can't take recording equipment in or out. It soundproofs and no one can bug it. Uh, Grush repeatedly offered to give members of Congress exact specific details of where these programs are and who is running these programs. I thought that was extremely interesting. Um, Justin, I want to get your th thoughts on that. Is this guy crazy? <sighs> I don't know if he's crazy, but unless he actually follows through and they actually do it, like I can tell you, Ben, I know the exact location of Blackbeard's lost pirate treasure, and I can give it to you, and I'll tell you, but in a skiff, I can tell you in a skiff, but unless I actually do follow through unless you actually come with me and follow through and then you actually do it that's just me saying it like I, I actually have to have them do this they have to follow through on it and do it and then say oh shit yes I actually did we did this and we followed through on it and there it was you know this guy was serious and I went and did it you know I just can't you know just 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 him saying it doesn't mean anything to me you know, so, I need more than that. It's, he's getting this information secondhand. It's not firsthand information for him. Like, so I'm, I, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to interject there uh, and, and tell you that he has given them this information. At, until they actually do it, though, it still doesn't mean anything to me. Right, but would you at the least acknowledge that it is, it is, it is at least interesting? Well, it's interesting that he's doing it. I'm super curious why he's doing it. I mean, if he's lying about it, I, I'm super curious what he's getting out of it and what's the point. Right. So, obviously, and obviously the other side of it, if it's true, that, you know, it's interesting for the very obvious reason. Right. And I think oh this is God, the aliens. Right. This is, this is the issue here. The issue here is that this guy was hired, right, by the Pentagon. He was the head of the UAP task force, right? So his job, was to look at these programs and do an investigation for the Pentagon to, to understand what do we know about UAPs, right? right. It, was, he, it wasn't, um, it, he wasn't doing it to, uh, he's not just some guy who claims to be part of, you know, the, uh, the, the Pentagon, or who claims to be part of the CIA or some, you know, like Bob Lazar, who may or may not have worked for, for the US government. We have no idea, idea right? This guy's, his, that was his job. Right, he was hired to do this, um, and to report on what he found, and he reported on what he found. He said, "I have been 
I was denied access, right, to all of these programs. Uh, because I was denied access, I kept asking questions. People started coming forward and saying they were part of these programs. Uh, I reported this to my superiors, right? He, he reported on what he had found. Um, and then he was, you know, suffered reprisals, recriminations, um, you know, threats to his family. So he then went through official channels and blew the whistle, right? He'd done everything above board as well. He's done absolutely everything above board. So he's in, people were saying, well, why isn't he, why isn't he uh, releasing the actual details on to Congress? It's like, well, he can't because he's doing everything by the book. And a lot of this stuff would be highly sensitive, classified information um, that he's not legally allowed to, to divulge, right? Mm -hmm. So because he's not legally, we're not going to hear about it because he's not, we can't hear the specifics, like where is the exact location? We, he's not going to tell the public, right? But he has told Congress. Right, that that this is like he he's given them every that, that there was a huge like I think it was a two hundred and forty page file that he gave them with names with locations um, to with uh, hostile and non hostile witnesses as he calls them, right? AOC asked him um, about about that and he said I'll tell you exactly where they are, and and here you know here here are the sources. So if he hadn't have done that. Um, I, I would be extremely, yeah, I've, I would be way more sceptical. But this this is strange. This, to me, is that I don't understand why he would be, okay, look, here's, um, this is, here's AOC. Because I only have a minute left. I apologize, we only have five minutes today. But um, for the record, if you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments, regions, if you could just name anything, um, and I, I put that as an open question to the three of you. I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. Thank you. Um, Commander Fravor. I would say, and I've told people that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly where Mr. Grush can point you, then you, then you have them. Okay. Mr. Graves. I was an operator, so I was defending on folks like Mr. Garage to do that homework. Okay. Thank you very much. I yield back to the chair. Okay. So if he's lying, if they're all lying, and if they're all making this up, this is one of the biggest hoaxes, hoaxes ever perpetrated on the American public. True. Would you, would you agree with that, right? And, and you've got... The, these are serious veterans, right? These aren't just kind of crazy people. Uh Okay, here we are. This is uh, when Congress grilled David Fravor, who was a retired commander in the U.S. Navy. Now, is it true that you saw, in your words, a 40-foot flying tic-tac-shaped object? That's correct. Or for some people that can't know what a tic-tac is, it's a giant flying propane tank. Fair enough. Did this object come up on radar or interfere with your radar or the USS Princeton? The Princeton tracked it, the Nimitz tracked it, the E-2 tracked it. We never saw it on our radars. Our fire control radars never picked it up. The other airplane that took the video did get it on a radar. As soon as it tried to lock it, it jammed the radar, spit the lock, and he, he's rapidly switched over to the targeting pod, which he can do in the, uh, the F-18. From what you saw that day and what you've seen on video, did you see any source of propulsion from the flying object, including on any potential thermal scans from your aircraft? No, there's none. There's no uh, IR plume coming out uh, and 
Chad, who took the video, went through all the EO, which is black and white TV, and the IR modes, and there's no visible signs of propulsion. It's just sitting in space at 20,000 feet. In, in your career, have you ever seen a propulsion system that creates no thermal exhaust? No. Can you describe how the aircraft maneuvered? Uh, abruptly, uh, very determinate. It knew exactly what it was doing. It was aware of our presence, and it had acceleration rates. I mean, it went from zero to matching our speed in no time at all. Now, if the fastest plane on Earth was trying to do these maneuvers that you saw, would it be capable of doing that? No, not even close. And just to confirm, this object had no wings, correct? No wings. Now, was the aircraft that you were flying, was it armed? No, never felt threatened at all. If, if the aircraft was armed, do you believe that your aircraft or any aircraft in possession of the United States could have shot the Tic Tac down? I'd say no, just on the performance, it would just left in a, in a split second. It looks like that we have a problem here that needs further investigation. <laughs> yes. Uh, in your belief, is this this flying Tic Tac, I mean, is this is it capable of being the product of any other nation on the earth? No, I actually I said, like I said earlier, I think it defies current material science and the ability to develop that much propulsion. And I, I know there's been some physicists have done calculations, which is beyond anything that we have. Well, either the United States has an adversary here in this world that we don't know, or we really have some serious investigations to do. I, I really appreciate you being here. Uh okay, so again, this was, I missed, uh, this took place in November 2004. Um, so that's extraordinary. That's extraordinary testimony. And I think that we have to take that seriously. And it does seem that Congress was taking that seriously. Justin, let me hear your skepticism. Look, pilots have been seeing stuff in the sky since pilots have been in the sky. And they can't yeah. always explain what they're seeing. They don't necessarily know what they're looking at. Um, does that mean it's aliens? No. Does that mean that it's not aliens? No. But aliens is a much bigger leap than not aliens. Um, you know, I, I can't, tell, can't tell you what it is, obviously. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But, uh, you know, just because they don't understand. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what the fallacy, the particular fallacy is. But it's like, just because you can't explain it doesn't mean that it's God. Sort of right. thing. There, there are so many of these sightings now. Um, some caught on radar, some not, with you know hundreds and hundreds of, of eyewitnesses uh, looking at this phenomena. And naval officers and, and air force officers are reporting are now allowed. To, thankfully, they're allowed to report this stuff uh, because it's it is to them. It's this is a national security um, issue because they're they're going on these training missions and they're coming across these like flying cubes and flying objects going at speeds they cannot comprehend and defying the laws of physics uh and you know this is i'm not, obviously we don't we don't know what they are but i do think it's compelling evidence when you have these accounts uh and the fact that the u.s government doesn't appear to be taking this stuff very seriously 
And I think the, you know, look, the Grush stuff is a lot more, I mean, that's wild. You know, recovered aircrafts, um, reverse engineering programs, but I don't see like the more I've investigated this guy, the more I don't I don't see where the, the guy's credentials are unimpeachable. There, there's nothing you could say about this guy. He was hired to do this job. He did the job. This is what he found. He's telling everybody where to look. Um, you know, so I think to dismiss it all as fantasy would be ridiculous. I, I want to see. Obviously, I want I want them to go and investigate. Right. I'd be curious to see. Right. What do they What do they find? Um, but if he was crazy and if this stuff was nonsense, um, I don't think there would be congressional hearings like this. And I don't think that people like Alexandria, look, I get it. Matt Gates and uh, Tim Burchett are kind of, you know, these are MAGA Republicans. They're sort of a joke. Uh, but, I mean, they do appear to be taking this seriously. And what they are saying as well, I think Matt Gates and Tim Burchett went down to um, some Air Force hangar where they were told they were going to speak to some pilots. And they were blocked to access. So they keep getting, they keep running up um, against roadblocks, right? There are members of the Pentagon, members of the military who are preventing them from asking questions or seeing footage um, or accessing pilots who have seen these things. That to me is concerning, right? You know, we, we know that there's like, you know, the Pentagon, there's like a billion dollars every year that's un unaccounted for. Right, oh, there these... just that little i thought it was more than that yeah or something like that right there were... so there's lots and lots of money that gets spent by the pentagon each year we have no idea where it goes and the public has no idea and i think for the first time you're starting to see members of congress are kind of like well look this is kind of fucked up right like this is taxpayers money we're also members of congress right? we have the highest levels of security clearance you can get and we're being denied access to, to a lot of this stuff why is this happening? This does seem to be concerning, right? I'm, I, I think that this is, you know, I, I'm all for, for oversight. Like, where is this money being spent? Why are these members of Congress being denied access to um, this stuff, which could really affect national security? Just from a national security perspective, I think that if you've got whizzing objects whizzing around US airspace going at, you know, breaking the sound of uh, uh, the speed of sound, that's a problem, right? Mm. This is a problem. Do any of our adversaries have, you know, technology that they've been reverse engineering? Uh, what do we have? These are all questions that I, I like. Let's just look at the programs. Can we at least have access so we can we can look give Congress access? I mean, these are our elected officials, right? Uh, so it does seem to be. I don't want to get conspiratorial on this, but there does seem to be a conspiracy theory here, uh, in at least that we're being denied access to information. Right. And and David Grush has all of this information and obviously a lot of it's classified. But, you know, I want to see what he's given Congress this information. He's told them he's given them names, um, you know, let them investigate. And I want to see I, I don't think we, this is but we you know this is not the end of this for sure. There are going to be other people coming forward as well. Um, and I think that Congress is doing a good job on that, on making clearing a pathway for whistleblowers to come and come forward and give evidence and not be marginalized as a quack again i don't really understand why there's such resistance to this it's like aliens ha 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 uh, this is crazy it may not be aliens who knows what it is but it's some sort of phenomena and we do need to investigate it i do find it interesting that nobody particularly republicans 
uses the fact that um, they don't have full access to the information that they're looking for to you know, scream and jump up and down about how, you know, the government's withholding information. What are they trying to hide from the public? And it doesn't necessarily have, they don't necessarily have to say, it's like, is it aliens? It's like, it could just be, you know, secret military, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what are they trying to hide from us? Blah, blah, blah. Cause they do that with everything. Right. So I'm surprised that no one's trying to make hay out of it on the, you know, on the Republican side. Well, they are. I mean, Matt, I've got to say Matt Gates and Tim Burchett, this is the, the thing that, that I'm finding I'm finding this hard to swallow as well. The MAGA Republicans are more pissed off about this than anybody else. Oh, have they been? I, I haven't yeah, really yeah. heard. I haven't. I haven't heard the usual level of screeching. No, so listen, I haven't come across it. Listen, I'm no fan of Matt Gates, right? But Matt Gates is is. I mean, he's on this, and he is talking openly about how he's been denied access to some of this stuff, and now this is not right. And Tim Burchett, um as well. Congressman Tim Burchett, I forget which state he's from, but I think it's South Carolina. But he is all over this and saying, look, this is this is a disgrace. This is America's tax, you know, this is tax tax money. And we're not able to see this stuff. And the American public has a right to see it. I hate to, to even, the MAGAs are on this, right? I think it's because they're crazy and they're highly suspicious of the, the quote-unquote deep state. But the deep state, I think they're finding out does exist. It's just not what they think it is. <laughs> it's not it's not a cabal of people dedicated to serving hillary clinton right it's, it's like elliot overlords <laughs> right 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 but right but there are like you know there are secretive programs within the pentagon um that are sucking up potentially billions and billions of dollars and we don't know what they are and you know we've got this report from a guy whose job it was to find out about these these projects or about what we know about uaps and he's finding a secret program. Multiple people have come to him and said, I've worked on this program. I've seen the technology. Um, and he he reported it, right? And and I think that that should be at least taken seriously, right? That the fact that he's doing his, he's basically just doing his job. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a crazy person. And if you listen, look at interviews with him, you know, this guy was, he's got a degree in physics. I think he was in, he served two tours in Afghanistan, I believe. Highest level of clearance uh, in in the Pentagon, so he he's pretty serious and doing his job. So I don't really understand why this isn't a bigger story. I mean, right. thankfully, NPR is reporting on it, the Guardian is reporting on it, the Washington Post had a bit on it, but it's there is still a bit of kind of mocking. This is ha ha ha. This is this is ridiculous. Like uh, I, I'm not so sure. This passes several sniff tests. Of course, yeah, I want to see evidence, but we thus far, the evidence that there is a cover-up is very compelling. I don't want to be that alien conspiracy theory guy, but I'm starting to have some serious questions. I'm starting to have real doubts about what we've been told and what we know. Well, I guess we're going to find out one way or the other. We will. I think we will. I think this time we will. Um, weirdly, I, I, I don't see this, this going anywhere. Uh, I think people are, there is now the sort of, the, the can of worms has been opened, right? When the mothership lands and blows up New York, we'll definitely know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, it may not be aliens, right? There could be some other weird phenomena going on, which could be even freakier, which could be even crazier. The word alien, again, is is uh, could be a misnomer, which implies from another planet. Maybe they're, you know, you know what I mean? Like this, These are the, the questions that we might have to come to terms with, and this is why I think uh, we're talking to talk about this in the emergency meeting podcast, right? Where I I did I <laughs> took a psychedelic drug and saw aliens. Um, 
And I don't know what to make of that, but and I'm not saying it has anything to do with this, but I've got a theory uh, that I'm going to run I'm going to run by you. Highly speculative. I want everybody to listening um, to know that this is what I'm going to talk about in the emergency meeting podcast is highly speculative. I have no scientific credentials whatsoever, so I'm not. I'm just hypothesizing, right? But uh, it was a very strange experience um, in a culture where the existence of aliens is uh, basically a given. They accept that the aliens exist. So anyway, we'll talk about the emergency meeting. But look, that's enough. Um, any closing thoughts, Justin? Uh, yes, it's time to move on from the X Files to just X. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. We have Elon Musk's rebranding of Twitter, where overnight he now Twitter is called X. Right? Oh. Is that it? Right? It's just X.com. It's not Twitter.com. It's X.com. Yeah. Now here's you know, you, you'll find. Well, all right, you may not find this quite as amusing as I did because I'm a huge nerd. There's a video game called. XCOM, and in XCOM, you are a secret government organization that fights aliens. <laughs> oh my god! I swear to God, this is a real game. Okay. It's back from the it's back from the 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 late nineties, I think it was, and it is one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. Wow. So yeah, you get to fight little green men that are invading Earth. It's hilarious. It's so much fun. So I saw that. That's all I could think. I was like, oh god, it's XCOM. Wow, look at that. And he's ruining it. How dare he? So well, what anyway, do, what do you do? Do you tweet now or do you zeet? Like, what do you what do you do? Uh, honestly, I I, he there was a list. He put out a list of of what the different things were, and I looked at them, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. I refuse to call any of those things. I'm not. Nope. They're still tweets. I'm still tweeting and I'm still on Twitter. I don't care what he does. I swear, unless he starts blocking anyone who uses the word tweet or Twitter, at which point let him because I don't care. I'm not zeeting or zeeting or zooming. No, no, it's not happening. It, you to, to people would sell their kidneys to get their website to be a verb. You can't make that happen. Like, you can't make Google. Like, I'm going to Google this. You can't make that happen artificially, mm. right? You just can't. You can't make tweeting happen artificially. Mm. You just can't do that. And the value of that is it, it, it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless to have that. Like the, the Donald Trump's fake truth social um, tweet ripoff. There's no, there's no, I'm truthing. I mean, it, it's never going to catch on ever right. under any circumstances, right? I mean, Facebook doesn't have a version of that. Like, you don't, I mean, some people say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Facebooking, but that never really was a thing. Even at the height of Facebook, that wasn't a thing. But mm. I'm tweeting. Everybody knows what that means. I sent a tweet. Everybody knows what that means. And that's branding you can't buy. And right. he just threw it away. Because yeah. he likes the letter X. And he wants it to be all about him. Because yeah. he's just that arrogant. It's very strange. It's very strange. I mean, the guy, I think he confessed that, that Twitter was losing 
I, I can't remember how much money it was, but they are. Oh, it's got to be they, millions a day. At this point. They, I think it's, they're running at like a, it's like fifty percent. Their their income is basically pays fifty percent of their debts. So, I mean, if you were again, if you were going to build, I've written about this a lot, but if you were going to create a manual on how to destroy a social media brand in as quick a time as possible, you do something approximating what Musk is doing. Even then, I don't know how, I don't know whether you would, uh, I mean, look, I'll say this, it's, it's pretty entertaining Twitter, right? Okay. That's why I'm on it. I'm there to watch it collapse because that's history, right? It's watching a social media platform of that size collapse and disappear. is something they will, it's like the Titanic. They will write about it in the history books. And I want to see it happen. I mean, it's a complete shit show. Like, it's turned into a sort of 4chan or something. I mean, it's completely bonkers, Twitter now. I get on it and I'm like, okay, all I'm seeing is like fight videos, people being decapitated, Elon Musk spreading wild conspiracy theories. They just reinstated the they just reinstated the account of some right wing lunatic who who posted images of um, child sexual assault material. Christ. He posted it, his account got banned. And then Musk was like, well, you know, the only people who saw it were our team and it never actually got posted online. So we're going to reinstate his account. It's like, are, are you shitting me? So listen, I set up an account uh, just for, for a laugh with a couple of friends. We were, we were going to, um, the account was uh, Elon Musk's ketamine shaman. So, <laughs> and we got banned within about 10, about, about, I would say three hours. The account was banned. Kind of weird how, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really strict about some things and really, really, you get a mulligan for, you know, kitty porn. Yeah, yeah. Kind exactly. of weird. It's very strange. But it, again, it's freedom of speech for what Elon Musk believes in, but not freedom of speech for people. I mean, look, he's Substack, right? He, you can't post Substack links on Twitter. How is that freedom of speech if he's basically blocking access, blocking hundreds of, of, of working journalists their ability to make a living. He's censoring them by not allowing links out to Substack. Right? Well, the this... thing that bugs me about him the most is he is exactly what Republicans say. He's exactly what Republicans mean when they say freedom of speech. He is the definition. When they say freedom of speech, what they mean is freedom of my speech the way I want it. For me, and my ideology, not, not for you. everyone else. And that's really, I mean, we're getting a preview. We're getting a, a, an exact preview of what freedom of speech under Republican control is like. Yeah. And that's worrisome. I mean, really, people, that's how people, I mean, shit, I should just write an entire article about that. People should really pay attention to what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter because when Republicans have fascist control, that's what freedom of the press will look like. You yeah. are free to do what they want the way they want it. And that's mm. the only freedom you will have. Right. Well, look, moving on to some very, very, very good news. Hilarious news. New charges for Donald Trump. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is it in New York? Is it the federal charges? Is it charges in Florida? Is it in Georgia? 
there's so many to pick from. I don't even know. <laughs> I know, I know. This is from the Washington Post. Prosecutors announced additional charges against Donald Trump on Thursday in his alleged hoarding and hiding of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, accusing the former president and a newly indicted aide of trying to keep security camera footage from being reviewed by investigators and bringing the, the number of total federal charges against Trump to 40. He already faced... 31 counts of illegally retaining national defense information, but federal prosecutors led by special counsel Jack Smith have added a 32nd to the list. That count sentence was a now infamous conversation Trump allegedly had at his golf club and summer residence in Bedminster, New Jersey in July 2021, focused on what has been described by others as a secret military document concerning Iran. Uh, here we go. The new indictment also levels accusations of a broader effort by Trump and some of those around him to cover his tracks as the FBI sought to retrieve highly classified documents kept at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's home and private club, long after his presidency ended. The indictment charges that Trump and two aides, Waltin uh, Nelta and Carlos de Oliveira, requested that Trump employee delete security camera footage at the Mar-a-Lago club to prevent the footage from being provided to a federal grand jury. Mm-hmm. So now this has to do with if if everyone everyone should remember because it was when they first they first broke the news everyone rolled their eyes like are you kidding me mm. when someone was emptying the pool and the water they were emptying the pool just happened quote unquote to flood the server room where the security footage was being held and mm. it was so like over-the-top, ridiculous, insulting that they did that and said it was an accident. It was just like, dude, really? How stupid do you think everybody is? I mean, did you really think that was going to work and that the feds wouldn't come for you? And that mm. would be Carlos de Oliveira was the, was the person. I don't know if he was the one who actually did the flooding or if he was the one who requested the flooding. Mm. Um, but that's why he got caught up in this because he was directly involved with that particular idiotic scheme. Um, so now he's in a lot of trouble because they know he was involved. And uh, the, the quote involved for that was, um, hold on a second. Where is it? I had it here. Uh, D'Oliviera then insisted to Trump employee number four that, quote unquote, the boss wanted the server deleted and asked, quote, what are we going to do? So they've got this guy pretty much dead to rights because either someone's either he's the one who's who's like, you know, confessed at this point or someone's just more than one person is just ratted on him because they don't want to go to jail. And well, my guess is I also think they probably have something else. They probably have maybe some text messages or something like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, these people are dumb enough to have done that to just like put it in text or emails and they're just completely screwed. And sooner or later, someone's going to flip and just say, yeah, Trump ordered me to do this. And you know, it, you can only get away. Trump can only get away with this for so long. I know Trump is almost definitely going to be paying for um, Deliviera's um, legal fees because that's how he gets people to be loyal to him. But yeah. sooner or later, Someone's going to be facing, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in jail, and they're going to weigh that against, hmm. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, like they'll, Trump they'll, that they'll much. Ask to, they'll, they'll ask him to, uh, to, for a deal, right? They'll get a deal. They'll say, look, you know, 
Turn we don't want screen. you. We want your boss. Yeah, yeah. Give, give us what you've got, and we'll basically you can get you can do a couple of months and then get back to your life. I I, I can't see a way out of this. Forty charges. Okay. What are the odds of that he gets off all forty charges? Yeah, exactly. You know, now you now you're looking up obstruction of justice, destruction of footage. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> so if he gets, <laughs> we could have this bizarre spectacle that he gets elected president and then sentenced to jail. Well, if he gets elected president, he's going to pardon himself for the federal crimes, but that's not going to help. I, him I with don't the, know um... if you can. I don't know if that's a legal black hole, right? Whether you can pardon yourself. I don't know. I... Like I think that might not be possible, but he's not going to jail if he becomes president. I'll put it that put it that way. There's no way that he's going to uh, allow himself to be arrested if he's president. Right, which means at the end of his four years, he will absolutely stage a coup because he know like at, at the very least in Georgia, because the Georgia you know he can't pardon himself for Georgia, and mm. that one's not going to go well for him either. But that means at the end of the four years he's going to absolutely he would absolutely stage another coup to make himself stay president forever yeah because he wouldn't risk it he would he would die in office first right right so you know those are the stakes right now it's either trump does not get into the white house or trump mm. stays there until he dies look, but look this, i mean this charge this is a jailable offense right that's obstruction of justice you're telling people to, to get rid of security cam footage um to get rid of files this is all this is that's obstruction of justice you go to jail for that i don't know what the sentence is but i would imagine at least five years i know that most of the charges are anywhere from five to ten years yeah and uh, it's not like little tiny bit like it's like hey no i don't want you to do that you can't have yeah. that back it's like no he was destroying evidence that's right. like heavy duty obstruction of justice um speaking of hypocrisy Right. Speaking of Republican hypocrisy, there was a story that came out today uh, about Hunter Biden. Right. The Biden crime family. Sorry. Right. The Biden. Uh, uh, this this was from USA Today in Washington. You can end any speculation about a possible Hunter Biden pardon. The White House ruled out President Joe Biden using his presidential authority to pardon his son, Hunter, who is set to plead guilty to misdemeanor tax and gun charges. No, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Thursday when asked whether there's any possibility Biden would pardon Hunter Biden, putting to rest a theory pushed by conservative critics. Uh, a plea deal in the Hunter Biden's criminal case unraveled in Delaware Federal Court Wednesday after a judge raised concerns about the terms of the agreement, including assurance Hunter Biden's legal team sought for immunity from any other criminal charges. President Biden has given no indication that he plans to pardon Hunter Biden, but that hasn't stopped some on the right from suggesting he might. Former President Donald Trump issued pardons and commutations to multiple political allies, including Stephen Bannon and Roger Stone. Right. So this just let, let's just put this argument to rest. Let we we'll, we'll put this argument to rest that Joe Biden is in any way comparable to Donald Trump. That the yeah, Democrat I was surprised they even wrote this article. It was just like I, it didn't even cross my mind that he was going to do it. It's like if he was going to do this, he'd have done it by now. Right. right. He would have just. It's like no pardon. That's it. We're done with this. That's the end of this story. Ta-da. But he would have done it a year ago if he was going to do this. Yeah, and let's Trump would have done this immediately. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, Eric got pulled over for doing 110 miles an hour while high on high on coke, or Donald Trump Jr. Whatever, pardoned. Yeah, he's my son. Forget it. You can't do anything to him. Screw you. Go away. Yeah, but of course Biden is doing the right thing and allowing his son to face 
consequences for his actions. Hunter Biden broke the law. He's admitted it. He's going for a plea deal. That's fine. Uh, end of story, right? He's going to take whatever punishment comes his way. His lawyers are doing their job in, in trying to lessen the impact um, as anybody else would. I think that this is all above water. All and, above and, and not for nothing. The stuff that he's in trouble for is not stuff they generally send people to jail for. Right, but they're making an example of him. I, I know, this- but but only because he's a president's son. If he was, all right, okay, fine. If he was, if he was like you know a twenty-year-old black kid, a poor twenty-year-old poor black kid, yeah, they'd be throwing a book at him because this country's racist as fuck. But anyone else, it would just you know if it was just some white kid from the suburbs, twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old white person from the suburbs, they'd be like. Whatever, smack on the wrist, pay your fines, don't do this again. That's it. And it's, it's just not something they go out of their way to throw people in jail for unless right. they're being super racist about it or they want to make an example of them because they're trying to show how nonpartisan they are. It's like, okay, if you're going that out of your way to be non political, you're being political. Exactly. Because you wouldn't, I mean, Roger Stone, again, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. Roger Stone had. God, like millions of dollars more that he hadn't hadn't paid in taxes. And they were like, pay your fine, go away. And he was like, okay, here you go. And that was it. They weren't, they wasn't even a thing, a thought about sending him to jail over Mm. the tax thing. And the gun thing was like, he bought a gun, he lied. So many people do this in this country, nobody goes to jail for it. Exactly. They, they just don't. Do, I mean, if people went to jail for lying on their registration form for buying a gun, half of the South would be in jail. But they don't do that. And nothing. And they still get to keep their guns. Right. At least yeah. he doesn't get to have a gun anymore. They still get to keep their guns and they don't go to jail for it. And but yet they, somehow this is a thing for him now because he's the president's son. Right. But it's it, it just feeds into this whole right wing narrative that. But again, both, you know, if Trump is doing it, then if Trump is bad, but look at the other side, right? Look at the Democrats. Democrats are just as bad. And the only thing they have is Hunter Biden. That's it. They've got nothing else. I mean, you heard that, obviously, uh, we talked about this pre-show, but there's going to be an impeachment, right? They're going to impeach Joe Biden. Over something having to do with Hunter Biden, I'm sure, because they don't have anything else. Yeah, this is House Speaker Kevin McCarthy floats an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This is from AP News. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Republican lawmakers may consider an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden over unproven claims of financial misconduct, responding to an enormous GOP pressure to demonstrate support for Donald Trump ahead of the 2024 presidential election. In remarks Tuesday at the Capitol, McCarthy said the questions House Republicans are raising about the Biden family finances need to be investigated. So far, he he acknowledged the House probes have not proven any wrongdoing, but an impeachment inquiry allows Congress to get the information to be able to know the truth. Otherwise known as a fishing expedition. Yeah, this is a show trial. This is going to be a show trial. This they they're going to pull this stunt. I mean, I'm sure this is a 2024 surprise, right? That we're going to have to look forward to. But here's the important thing. Here's the important line. Responding to enormous GOP pressure to demonstrate support for Donald Trump ahead of the 2024 election. Next year, Donald Trump is looking at a minimum of four different trials 
criminal trials, not even civil trials. He's looking at four different criminal trials, at least one if they one or two of them, which may finish, and he could be a convicted criminal by the time the uh, November 2024 rolls around. He could be a convicted criminal by the time they go to vote for a president. Okay, so that is catastrophic for Republicans because even though Magaland will vote for Donald Trump. If they find pictures of him raping a 13-year-old girl, they would still vote for him. And they would say, well, you know, Jesus says it's okay because Donald Trump is God. They would still do it. There's a lot of independents and a lot of, uh, you know, Republican moms that would be like, yeah, I'm not voting for this guy. Thanks. I'll stay home. But Republicans have to create the illusion that Joe Biden is also criminal. So this whole thing is just counter-programming. It's just counter-programming. It's both sides do it. If everyone is guilty, then no one is guilty. That's what this is about. And that's always what this is about. That's why they're kind of dragging their feet. They could have started impeachments by now, but they're going to drag their feet a little bit longer. And they're, they're building the case and they're going to get ready for it just in time for 2024, just in time for Donald Trump's trials. That's when they're going to start the impeachments. Of course. Um, speaking again of more hypocrisy, Mitch McConnell, this uh, appeared to have what looked to, like, a, for me, it looked like a, a stroke on camera. He was speaking to the press um, and then stopped talking. He stayed completely silent for, how long was it? At least 30 seconds. Yeah, he froze. He wasn't blinking. He just froze. Mm. And the weird thing about it is a bunch of the Republicans were standing around here watching him do it, and they didn't do anything. One of them was a doctor, and he just kind of stood there, uh, which someone pointed out. is like it kind of makes you wonder how often have they seen that happen, that no one reacted. It's like uh, that's unusual. Don't you think someone would have been like, hey, what's wrong with Mitch? Right, exactly. I, I mean, look, I'm going to say that I don't wish people ill health. I don't wish, you know, I know people who've had strokes. Uh, I've seen the damage that does. I mean, uh, Bob's Bob's dad had a stroke. So it's a terrible thing if that's what's happening, if that is what happened. Um, so I don't wish the guy any ill health. I, I hope that he disappears. I don't want him to be in the Senate. Uh, I think uh, Mitch McConnell was a uniquely evil bastard. He's done an immense amount of damage to America, to his country. Uh, but it was, I think there's an issue of age, right? Like everybody focuses on Joe Biden's age. Joe Biden is not having a mini stroke when he's up and you know speaking at the at the lectern, right? The guy is like very coherent. Uh, I there was an interview he did recently with like Fareed Zakaria where, I mean, it was Biden. Biden's intellect is fully intact. He seems health-wise very robust. Yeah, I get it. He's fallen over a few times. Um, you know that 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 does happen to people as they age. But I think if we're going to be talking about Joe Biden's age, we now need to talk about Mitch McConnell's age. Yeah, and Mitch McConnell. I mean, granted, Joe Biden's eighty. Mitch McConnell's eighty-one. Mitch McConnell's a whole lot more frail than Joe Biden. Oh yeah, yeah, way so, more frail. Joe Biden rides bikes, goes running. You know, he's uh, he's very sprightly for an 80-year-old. 80 yeah, really. I wish I was in that good condition. Jesus. Yeah, but... I mean, Miss McConnell's looked like a skeleton for years, for, for like at least a decade. 
Now, the thing that the thing that was pissing me off, we were discussing this before the show started. The thing that was pissing me off is that everyone just kind of moved on immediately from this. They spent months freaking out about Diane Feinstein. They spent months freaking out about John Fetterman. And Mitch McConnell is clearly having significant health issues. And they just don't want to talk about it. I um, have you seen anything right? for his retirement? It is strange. It is strange, and this is the press. the The media doesn't seem to. It, again, we talk about this. We have our the- thesis is that the you know the press likes to both sides things, uh, but they only like to both sides things when it's Republicans doing horrific stuff, and they then point to very minor Democratic. Uh, misdemeanors right uh to create yeah, both sides only goes in one direction yeah but if you have a, rep- a major republican figure having a stroke on camera i i don't look i'm not a doctor i don't know whether it was a stroke but it looked like that or having a clear medical emergency on camera nothing crickets let's move on yep it's like nothing to see here now just to be clear all right so hillary clinton in 2016 right she's 75 now so seven years ago she was 68 we discussed again. We discussed this with the show. She had she got pneumonia, right? Pneumonia is a standard thing that people get, especially when you get a little bit older. She had pneumonia. She got over it. She was fine. There was a gazillion articles about how she had to drop out of the race because she had pneumonia, and it was like, what are you talking about? That's like saying she got the flu. She can't be president. It's an illness. It's you get sick. It happens to people. Why all of a sudden can't she be president? Because she got pneumonia. She gets exposed to hundreds of people while she's out on the campaign. I'm surprised she didn't get sick before that. I'm surprised more camp uh, candidates don't get sick. But it was this whole frenzy about, oh, my God, she got sick. She got blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell is like he's his brain literally malfunctioned and not a peep from the press. And he's much older and in much more frail condition. And it's just the, the double standard is noisy. Now, I get it from the press. When Mitch McConnell goes, the Republican Senate is in a lot of trouble because oh, yeah. I don't think they have anyone who's quite as evil to replace him. And they're going to have – I mean, Mitch McConnell stole not one but two, two different uh, Supreme Court seats. And – that's a unique accomplishment among Republican senators. And oh yeah, Mitch, Mitch McConnell was Mitch McConnell was a genius. When it he's comes a monster, to, but he's a genius yeah. monster. Yeah, he's one of the most skillful political operators I've ever seen. Mitch McConnell is is a he's a real master of the dark arts of politics. And if he goes, yeah, like good luck. Well, you're much nicer about than I am. I personally look forward to him falling over dead, and I look forward to dancing on his grave. But I am not a nice person like you are. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm. I won't. Wouldn't mourn his passing. Let's put it that way. Whereas I will celebrate it. Because again, <laughs> I am not a nice person, and I don't. I don't feel the need to pretend that I am, which is why I laughed so hard about the Florida leprosy story. But um... oh yes, let's. <laughs> I can't believe this. So, Florida, uh, moving on from Mitch McConnell. Um, and so leprosy. Part, yeah. Central Florida is not, is like an epicenter of a leprosy endemic. Um, <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. 
do not go to Florida, for Christ's sake. Uh, this was from the Pensacola News Journal. Rising evidence is pointing to the possibility that leprosy has become endemic in the southeastern US, with Florida being named among the top reported states. In a recently published research letter regarding emerging infectious diseases, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, said that Florida is witnessing an increase in the leprosy cases, lacking traditional risk factors, and recommending that travel to Florida be considered when conducting leprosy contact tracing in any state. This is madness absolute madness like what the fuck is florida these days like this is not part of can you call florida part of america anymore this is something else (laughs) what is described as everyday life in florida right you know people being eaten by alligators and um you know there was a story where a guy was high on bath salts and ate someone's face um you've got uh you know, the panic. Do you rather read that other story about there are cocaine sharks? There's so much cocaine dumped into Florida waters that the sharks are probably high on cocaine. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The water temperature is apparently it was well over 100 degrees in off some certain parts of the coast in Florida. Right. So Florida is essentially boy. Bo- it's boiling itself to death, uh, and everybody seems to be going insane. They've look. There are. Now you can get leprosy if you go to Florida, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's madness. So here's the fun thing. There is, in fact, a vaccine for leprosy. Now, it's not, like, insanely effective. It's only, like, 50% effective. But, you know, 50% is better than nothing. Um, And leprosy has been around for a very, very long time. I mean, leprosy is literally in the Bible, right? Jesus cured lepers. Oh, yeah. um, so leprosy has been around for a long time, but they did manage to come up with um, uh, a vaccine back in the 70s. They've been testing it for quite some time. Um, so mm. it's only going to get better over time. So there is a vaccine. And since Florida has made itself, you know, the, the, the center of anti-vaxxerism because blah, 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 Governor Ron DeSantis, you know what? People are going to take it but not Republicans. And as far as I'm concerned, go for it. Let Republicans give themselves leprosy. So I'm just going to read you a little fact here, right? Leprosy in the United Kingdom was widespread during the Middle Ages, but declined from the 1400s onwards. The last indigenous case of leprosy in the UK died in 1798. (laughs) Go to Central Florida. and uh... (laughs) I swear to God. I want to extend all sympathies and apologies to any of our listeners who are in Florida. I know we have readers and listeners in Florida. Uh, No disrespect. I feel bad. I'm not trying to, um, I don't know, it's nothing personal. It's nothing against Florida or anyone from Florida. It's just, good Lord, that state is crazy. (laughs) I think it's the subtropic and tropic heat. Okay, uh, moving on. Our fascist of the week. Speaking of Florida, Justin. Ron DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so yes so we got down in we got a poor ron desantis um he's his uh his campaign is just uh, just flailing all over the place um and it's not getting any better his his numbers are slowly dwindling away and they're getting desperate so um last week or is it the week before but his uh, one of his campaign aides, 
um, who they fired because it was a he secretly created this video without permission from the campaign. And I'm taking all of that with a big old grain of salt. But um, he made a pro DeSantis video that uh, this is from Axios that featured the candidate at the center of a Sonnenrad. This is an ancient symbol appropriated by the Nazis and still used by some white supremacists. Uh, this is a guy named Nate Hotchman, a speechwriter on DeSantis campaign and a former writer for the National Review, created a video on his own and shared it through a pro-DeSantis Twitter account. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, the video, the, 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 the uh, c- campaign ad was a bit over the top and it was super, super fascist. And everyone just kind of looked at it and said, what the hell? And a bunch of people pointed out, like, hey, that's Nazi shit right there. And uh, the thing about this is, it's like, you know what? Let's pretend that it was, he did it on his freelance and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, approved of by the campaign in any way, shape, or form. He was targeting Republicans with this. Like, a Democratic aide, a Democratic campaign aide would not make this video. Because who's the audience, right? You don't target that at Democrats. There's no audience on the left for that. But when you're Republican, a fascist Nazi video, well, apparently there's more than enough of them in the Republican Party that fascism appeals to them because that's your audience. You know who you're talking to. That's that's your audience is fash. Your audience is fash, so you make fash videos to appeal to them. Because it wasn't like Republicans saw that and said, oh, my God, I'm outraged. It was people on the left that saw it and said, what the hell do you think you're doing? And then they pulled it because it's a bad look for everyone to say, oh, so you're just going straight up Nazi now. Oh, okay. Republicans didn't complain about it. They weren't outraged by it. It got shared, and I'm sure a whole bunch of them were quite happy with it. There were people who went out there and tried to defend it. It's like, well, you know. Before the Nazis came along, that was a deeply held religious blah, 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 blah. And it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're really going to try to defend this. Of course they are because it appeals to them and it's what they want to see. They just don't want to say that out loud. So, you know, that's just that's your right wing fascism. That's just who they are. Everyday, everyday happenings in a GOP candidates uh, campaign. It's just totally normal, right? Totally normal to have a couple of Nazi lovers working for you yeah it's um, just just standard standard operating procedure for the uh, yeah it's, the, the fact is that the, the, this is not controversial anymore or this is not surprising in any way you're like oh there was a nazi working for ron DeSantis. of course of course there was you know shocking <laughs> shocking <laughs> right shocking uh so look let's move on to our, our ray of sunshine segment where we talk about something positive justin you texted me or you emailed me last night saying you were going to watch this UAP video I sent you uh, while shaving your legs. And I didn't <laughs> ask too many questions. I thought, you know what? I'm going to just, whatever you want to do, man, you do what you do you. It's, <laughs> I have no judgment whatsoever. Uh, if you wanted to talk about it, you can talk about it. If you don't, that's cool. Uh, but you said you want to talk about shaving your legs on the podcast. So uh, let's hear it. Yes, so that was a very unique experience. I am 50 years old, and I have never shaved my legs before. And I will probably never, ever shave my legs again because it is a very icky feeling. I'm I'm a big, hairy guy, right? So shaving my legs, one, it's super annoying. Like, I know women do this all the time, 
women don't have super well all right, some women most women don't have super hairy legs it takes a really long took me 30 minutes to shave one leg because it takes so many swipes at the freaking razor blade to get all the hair off then i was like wait a minute let me use an electric razor and then raise uh, do a regular razor that worked a whole lot faster so i wish i thought of that the first leg but still smooth leg don't like the sensation they look great because you know ooh, nice and shiny but still not a pleasant sensation i like having my furry legs but Whatever. So here's the thing. So this is this is the ray of sunshine. This is your ray of uh, sunshine for the week. The reason I shaved my legs, other than you know showing off my gams, um, the girls right now are at the um, Otakon uh, convention. Right? It is the biggest convention in the DC area for the year. Um, if, you've heard of Comic Con, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we don't have Comic Con in our area. Um, Comic Con's like the biggest convention, like it's in different parts of the country, but it's like the biggest convention. Otakon's our biggest convention. It's the biggest convention in, in the DMV, and it's upwards of 40 plus thousand people each year. Like we went last year and it was 40,000 people at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in DC, and it is amazing. People go in costume, right? So it's all cosplay, lots of cosplay. My girls go in costume, and I, I do sometimes, but mostly it's the girls. And this year, Lila is doing, Lila being my semi-adopted daughter, she's going as a character from an anime named Bleach, right? It's called Bleach, and her character is a character named Soifan. And she has a weapon, Soifan does, where if she, it's like a weapon on her finger, on her arm, where if she touches you, she leaves a large, um, kind of looks like a butterfly, but it leaves a large tattoo on your body, right? And she touches you three times. She leaves three of these tattoos. And on the third one, you die. And then I suggested, I said, yeah, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I had the tattoos on me and I could be your victim. And she thought that was the greatest idea of all time because then she could chase me around as her victim and then we could pose for pictures because people take tons of pictures and she would have her victim. You can't put temporary tattoos on top of hair. And all I have is hair. So for my not quite daughter's costume, I shaved both of my legs and one of my arms. <laughs> this is very un-American of you, Justin. It uh, is. I need to, we need Ben Shapiro uh, on the I want to hear Ben Shapiro's opinion on this. Um, oh, it was you're... even worse. Yesterday, we went to go see the Barbie movie. I painted my nails pink. Uh, okay, Justin, you're scaring me now. This is are you uh, are you like a feminist or something? Like... It, it's possible I might in fact be a feminist. Oh my I God. do things. I do things for my girls that make them very very happy. <laughs> We're gonna get Ben Shapiro on the case to explain to you why this is an affront to traditional masculinity. Uh, why obviously this is dangerous for kids as well. Uh, we need traditional roles, Justin. You cannot shave your legs and will wear uh, nail paint because it's a national security threat. Oh, clearly, clearly. All right, look, we are going to go into the emergency meeting podcast where I'm going to be talking to... I'm, Justin, I'm going to be telling you what happened to me in the jungle in 2015 in the Amazon rainforest when I took a hallucinogenic uh, compound known as ayahuasca where you chased uh, by an invisible alien with glowing eyes who was hunting you? 
Uh, it was like four some kind of, like some kind of predator. It was far, far, <laughs> far, far scarier than that. Far, far, far scarier than that. But there are aliens involved. Uh, I going to tell you about a wild hypothesis about what the alien was and why uh, this has potentially something to do with what we're seeing now with the emergence of, you know, the, the prevalence of these UAP sightings um, and evidence of potential non-biologics, as David Grush calls it, and uh, why I think there could be at least some links. But right? is he calling it non-biologics or is he calling it non-human? Non-human biologics, rather. Sorry, there you go. Okay, because non-biologics suggests, like, you know, artificial intelligence, which is a yeah, completely or, or different non, thing. Yeah, sorry, it's non-human biologics. Uh, but anyway, what I saw was terrifying, absolutely terrifying, more real than real. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the emergency meeting podcast. So uh, everybody listening, you can jump in there. You can go to Substack, uh, our, Substack our newsletter. You can click on the link to the emergency meeting podcast where you get access to that. If you get the membership, you can get 50% off where you get access to everything we do, all of our members-only articles, member chat threads, and the emergency meeting podcast. Uh, be supporting what we do again we're 100 independent media we do not run advertising and we rely entirely on our subscribers to keep going so uh please join us there if you can and for everybody else we will see you next week adios